everyone, I hope you're going well. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been homeschooling our children again in our household. I hope everyone is coping uh, at this time. Now, whilst I was homeschooling my children, it occurred to me that as parents, we're not really gifted with the great abilities that our teachers have. And when we are homeschooling children, and frankly, even when we're not having to homeschool our children, when we're supervising homework or just trying to keep abreast of their learning, it sometimes is quite challenging knowing how to teach your child a skill that they're trying to pick up or develop in a classroom setting at school. So what I've tried to think about in the last couple of weeks is a way of helping you structure or scaffold um, some teaching for your children when they're at home with you, either in homeschooling or simply doing regular homework exercises uh, or working on a project at home. And when you think about what a scaffold is, obviously it's the structure that holds up a, a building site, all the materials get put there and the workers so that they can work on the building project. And in learning, a scaffold is, is a similar idea. It's the structure or the extra support that we give kids in order that they can work then more independently on a task. It's the way that we help them, basically, to see a way through the task. So the best way to scaffold for your child or to give them a process to follow is really using these five steps. And this is certainly what I try and do with my kids at home. And, um, and I see this working very well when I consult to schools and to teachers and to other parents. And these five steps go as follows. First of all, you need to model a full example for your child and talk them through what you're doing. So whether it's something as simple as with a kindergarten level or early primary school stage of showing them a full example of how to write their name or a full example of how to read a word or a full example of even how to hold a pencil all the way through to tweens and teenagers where you may need to demonstrate a full example and talk them through as you do it for them how to solve a particular maths problem or how to brainstorm an essay plan but whatever it might be you need to be the one to demonstrate a complete example of that process for them and use your words to talk them through all the steps that you go through as you do it in front of them. So that's the first step, model an example and talk them through as you do it. The second step then is have your child do it alongside you. And if they're young children, depending on what the skill is that they're learning, you might need to even physically assist them. You might need to hold their pencil with them in a certain way or physically put their finger um, under your hand to point to certain words that you want them to break down. Obviously, if they're much older in later primary school or teenagers, you don't need to physically assist. You just need to sit alongside them and as they go through the same example as you, going through it together, you talk them through each step. So step one is modeling. Step two is doing it at the same time as they're performing the skill or the learning task. So doing it together basically, one version for you, parallel to one version for them and working through the task at the same time and talking them through as they go. That's step two. Step three is one task that you break down then into smaller steps and you either complete the first few of those steps and then have your child complete the rest independently or you complete, get your child to complete the first few steps and then you complete the last few steps. 
so that they can either see the beginning modelled for them or the last part of the activity modelled for them and they complete the bits in between. So there's a little more independence that you're basically building into the task, more opportunities for them to start performing the skill on their own but still under your supervision and not the whole process yet completed on their own, part of it only. So you break the activity down into a section at a time, get them to complete some sections and you complete some sections and you decide whether you're going to complete the earlier or the later parts. For example, if it's a maths problem, then maybe you complete the first few steps of that problem and get them to finish the rest. Or a different example, if it's an essay or some brainstorming that they need to do for an essay, then perhaps you get them to start off actually completing their brainstorming activity, planning out some ideas, even writing some points for a paragraph in a persuasive essay that they may need to develop or write if they're a teenager, and then you come in and add into that brainstorm or add into that essay plan to finish it off or complete it with them. So you break the activity down into some sections and you basically divvy up those sections between you and your child and decide whether they will go first and you help complete or whether you will go first and then they take over from there. So we've got modeling, we've got doing it alongside them at the same time in parallel. We've got breaking the task down into sections and then starting them off or finishing them off. And then the fourth step is essentially getting them to do the task independently. So doing it on their own whilst you supervise them. So you're no longer doing any aspect of that activity for them. They're doing it completely themselves, but they're under your supervision or guidance. So what that might look like is, again, if it's a um, science experiment, maybe they have to write up if they're a tween or a teen. It might be that they write it up while you sit alongside them. You don't do it for them, but perhaps you give them some open-ended questions to prompt them through or guide them through, like, what do you think you might write next? Or have a look at your work. Is there anything that could be missing or is there anything that could be added to improve it? If it's an essay again or a longer written form that they have to produce for homework, have you edited it and looked to improve it? Have you put in interesting adjectives? So questions that basically get them to reflect on their own work or their own performance in that learning activity rather than directly telling them what to do. So again, step four is they do it independently, but you sit alongside them as a gentle guide using open-ended questions or reflective questions that get them to think through the task and look to improve or edit what they're doing. And then step five is that they're working independently. So you're working through those steps in order to get them to truly work independently, not under your supervision anymore. So again, just to recap, because sometimes it is a bit complicated to figure out a process to teach kids, but step one, modeling a full and complete example while they watch you and talking them through it as you go. Step two, doing the same activity as them, but in parallel. So one version for you, one version for them so that they can watch what you're doing and still work themselves at the same time and still talk them through. Step three, Break the activity down into smaller sections and divvy those sections up between you and your child. Either they start off and you help complete or you begin the task and then they round it off or complete it from there. Step four, they work on the task or the activity completely independently, but you sit with them watching 
and maybe using some gentle, open-ended or guiding or reflective questions to get them to consider the work that they're producing and look to see if there are any errors, any things they need to check again for, anything that they can add to it to improve their work. And then step five is they are working independently without your supervision. And perhaps they can produce something and show you at the end, and that would certainly be worth some encouragement and praise. All right, well, I hope that's a helpful start for you in terms of working on learning and homework activities at home with kids or homeschooling, if that's something you still have to do. I wish you a great weekend. Please listen to our podcast, the Annie Centre podcast. Uh, coming up in that podcast, we'll put some information out about the books that we've written and produced um, and give you some more tips around those books. Um, hopefully there's some good resources there for families with children, certainly with children with developmental difficulties that either parents or teachers might want to tap into. So have a listen out for those. Um, and I'll see you soon. Take care.